Welcome to the Socialites podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers, innovators and community managers on how they grow and activate their communities online. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome to episode 62 of the Social Lights podcast. I am here today with Nicole Millard, who is the co-founder and community manager of Australia's biggest privately owned parenting and women's blog, Stay at Home Mum. She's worked tirelessly over the last 10 years alongside her business partners, Jodie and Brendan Allen, to build a huge online community for not only stay at home mums, but all parents, including dads. As a natural progression from creating this community, the stay-at-home mum team created Tenacious Digital, which is a small digital marketing agency which offers services such as website design and social media coaching to small businesses and startups. It is so great to be with you here today, Nick. Welcome. Thank you very much, Kate. It's really good to speak to you too. We have been connected online for I. I'm sure is at least 10 years and finally met in person just a couple of weeks ago. So it's so nice to now feel like I actually know you, not just as an online connection. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Like these, I I know so many people online that I have never met in real life. So, (laughs) and it's funny because you feel like you've, like we've actually known each other that long, even though we haven't really spoken to each other much online, but yeah, we've been aware of each other for a long time. So yeah, it's cool. Probably one of the strengths and weaknesses is you feel like you know someone and then you meet and you're like, I actually don't really know this person. (laughs) Anyway, we seem to be the same kind of person. So that's all good after 10 years. (laughs) So Nick, tell me, what is it that lights you up and gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh gosh. Well, I'd like to say coffee, but I don't drink that anymore because it's, it just doesn't agree with me. Um, So definitely not coffee. Uh, I would just say every morning I, I get on Facebook and I that's a pretty much one of the first things I do I'm I've worked on Facebook now for over 10 years and yeah I'm proud to say I'm a Facebook addict I am I'll, I'll admit that <laughs> I can stop anytime but I won't <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg um, would be thrilled to know that that's it but yeah I do that's what I do I just check my phone first as soon as I wake up, that's what I do. So, and not just check my own um, pages and my own groups, but I just like to scroll through, see what my friends are doing, all that sort of thing. So, yeah, I would say Facebook definitely gets me up in the morning. <laughs> Excellent. Mark will be thrilled. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about your journey to launching Stay at Home Mums. I always love hearing about the journey of um, community managers and people who who find themselves in this space because most people don't intentionally set out certainly not 10 years ago so how do you tell us a bit about your journey what were you doing before that sure yeah well like 10 years ago it's just over 10 years now since um stay-at-home mum started off but um I was a registered nurse um my kids were really little so uh when stay-at-home mum started Oh, my son would have been about three and a half. My daughter was um, in school. Um, so, yeah, kids were really little. Registered nurse. I'd not known Jodie Allen very long. We'd only known probably known each other for about four months or so. But as soon as we met each other, we clicked, you know, straight away. 
and it was in the middle of the 2011 floods and I was living in Gympie at the time and the place was flooded so a lot of communities were cut off from each other so yeah, Jody was I think cut off from town for a little while, but we still had internet, still had power, which was good. And she started this Facebook page. I just I logged on one day and I saw my friend had started this Facebook page. And back then it was called Stay at Home Mum: The Secret to Thriving on One Wage or something. It was something very long-winded. And I thought, oh, okay, cool, because I knew that Jodie and and Brendan had been struggling a bit. They'd just built their house. She'd been made redundant um, probably 12 months before from her job, and she had two little boys as well. So they were not living on very much. And, yeah, she started that just to get hints and tips from other people of how to survive on one wage. and yeah, and then she she was managing this page and I joined it just to, you know, put my two cents worth in. And then all of a sudden this page just started taking off. It grew. Hundreds and thousands every day were joining this page. And there it, it was back in the wild, wild times of Facebook where it was more like a forum. So, you know, all everyone's posts, whatever they posted, showed up on the news feed of the of the page. And she was just getting hammered with all these questions. She reached out to me one day and she said, I'm going to have to shut this page down. I can't handle it. It's too much. And I said, oh, I'll give you a hand. I'll answer a few things for you. So she said, okay, that'd be great. So she made me an admin. <laughs> the rest is history. It just kept growing and growing. And then, yeah, it just, we, we brought a couple more friends on to help us answer all these questions. We were on there 12 hours a day each. It was just crazy. I love Um, those communities that kind of organically grow just out of personal need. You know, you two clearly needed some kind of um, space to explore your own um, journeys as well. And so, you know, when you get that right and you really resonate with other people, they can see themselves in in the journey too. So, yeah, yeah, great great way for community to get started. So a bit about the impact that stay-at-home mums makes in the world what do you exist for what kind of support does that offer look we um obviously we started off just aimed at stay-at-home mums because that's what Jodie was I wasn't so much I was still working part-time as a registered nurse but I mean I was at home a lot with my kids back then um I was probably only working I think 24 hours a week or something so I was home at home a lot um but it it then it just suddenly grew into this thing where it wasn't just budgeting tips and how to save money it was something else it was people were talking about their kids and talking about their husbands and and it just became this just a parenting website and then it you know there were women's issues that we started talking about as well it just it grew into this whole big um thing that we didn't expect and so we thought, well, we'll run with this. And then we thought, well, we need a blog to put all this information on because if in Facebook things move so fast that you, people were losing stuff, you know, information that they needed. So that's when Jody said, well, I'll write some articles, create this blog. 
Um, so that's what we did. And then, so I handled the social media side, she handled the blog, and then it just became this massive community and portal of information that so many women and, and dads as well, but not as many, it's, it's 98% women, um, came to us for help. And I think it was because we're, we were them, we were our audience. Hmm. Um, whereas so many, there's, you know, we were competing at the time with Kids Spot and Essential Kids and, you know, lots of other of these um, big corporate-owned websites. But I think our appeal was that we were mums just like them. And so, you know, they had that affinity with us. Yeah, one of the greatest strengths of community is when people can see who's behind it. And I think a lot of those mm-hmm. brands, whilst they do a great job of what they're doing, yeah. it's, it's the brand that leads it. Yeah, so yeah. what does community mean in your business what does it look like now so where does that community sit and how did you get to that place yeah look it's changed a lot over the years it's it's um it's morphed into different sort of you know it's just different types of community we have now so back then it was it was all community um, because that's how stay-at-home mum started. It was, it was a community. Uh, A lot of our fans, because even though it grew quickly, we, we knew we had a lot of regular fans. We knew them. They kind of became our friends almost and we became theirs. Now, because it's gotten so big, it's not as much like that. We still have quite a lot of our regular fans, but because of algorithms and just a lot of, you know, people's lives change over 10 years. So, you know, people have come and gone. It's changed a lot. Um, and as I said, Facebook algorithms have made it. The, the Facebook page itself is not as much as a community as it once was. It's more now a place for us to put our, our um website content and advertising and that sort of thing and we still get good engagement with all of that Um, but we've had to sort of change a little bit in that on the website we now have an anonymous ask stay-at-home mum forum so people can actually get on the website and ask all those questions of each other and we answer things on there and we also have some Facebook groups, one of which I've actually just created not long ago um, called The Samily. So, because, and it was something that you said that you asked me a, a couple of weeks ago, oh, do you have a, a Facebook group for stay-at-home mum? And we sort of did have, we've got a recipe one and we've got a earn at home one, but we didn't have an actual Facebook group to go with the page. Um, so I've created that and it's growing quite well too. So there is still that need there for connection and community. And tell us about, you mentioned when we were speaking the other day about your other anonymous, um, forum, something to (laughs) dirty little secrets. It's, it's pretty good. Like there's some juicy stuff on there and it's, it's not so much a, um, a back and forth like people don't really discuss things on there like on ask stay at home mum or on facebook groups it's just more for people to put their confessions anonymously on there and you know we, we don't have to moderate that too much i mean we we do approve posts because every now and then you get somebody just like Whoa, okay that shouldn't be on the internet <laughs> Um, but there's some really, if you, it's been there for about five or six years. So if you scroll, scroll, scroll through, there's some good stuff on there. <laughs> Something for a rainy day. 
yeah, yeah glass of wine rainy day <laughs> <laughs> this concept of whether it's um because I know in community building whether things are anonymous or they're not anonymous is a really big dilemma that every community manager needs to work through can yeah. you talk to us a bit about that decision making process of why you decided to be an anonymous forum and and what value that adds or maybe some of the pros and cons of that yeah sure look it, it took a, a quite a long process for us to come to the point where we decided on an anonymous blah, 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 anonymous forum that's a real mouthful um so we originally had on the state home mum website just a, a normal general forum that you sign up to you have a username all that sort of thing but it, it was really hard to grow I think still maybe because our Facebook community was so engaged and huge people were reluctant to sort of start again and come over to the website so that was probably in about 2013-14 we had that um, that forum and and you know there were big other big forums around like Bub Hub and I think Kidspot had one and there were quite a few in the Huggies forums so there were a lot of online website forums anyway so it didn't really take off and we thought well we really would we want to have a community on the website as well as on social media because we just want our community to be on our website um, we'd seen quite a few American models of anonymous well dirty little secrets actually is based on an american uh, model and then we sort of thought well you know if they seem to be working over there we might give the anonymous forum a go and just see if it works of course in the early days when we built it we actually had a web developer code it and build it so it didn't come from a template or anything it's actually built into the website um, there were a lot of problems with spam and trolls and all of that stuff that comes along with forums. And of course, because it was anonymous, it just seemed to be twofold, threefold of all that stuff. And we were tempted just to scrap it completely, but the web developer has been able to, you know, build a lot of security measures in there to get rid of those spammy type posts and, and the um, trolls and that sort of thing we can block people even though we don't know who they are we can block IPs and that sort of thing so um, yeah it's and now it seems to have settled down into people have gotten into the groove of it and and it's quite a good little buzzing community in there um, so yeah. One of the things I guess with a public community where people are known sometimes mm the moderation of that can not take care of itself but the culture of the community can help take care of some of that moderation and your community members stand you know stand up when when things yes. need to be moderated in an anonymous forum like that how has the moderation worked for you is that kind of really an arduous task moderate moderating that or have you still managed to get some culture occurring in that space that some people you know self-moderate yeah look I think we've managed to get a bit of a culture going there um, we do have a report mechanism in there so if if there's anything in there that someone reads that they think is not appropriate or is spam or anything like that they can report it to us but look honestly I <sighs> in the past I think I tended to over moderate things and you know really get myself in a tease about 
you know, the rules and the, you know, be so, so sort of straight down the line with things. But um, with us, stay at home mum, it's actually a little bit liberating as a moderator because I just, most of the time, just let things go and let things run their course. And I'll pull things up if, if anything is really offensive or, you know, if it, I can close a thread if things, if there's arguments and that. But I think the culture of that forum now has grown to, you know, people know what is expected of them. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's actually quite easy to moderate. That's great. I have to say parenting <laughs> groups have been one of the more challenging communities <laughs> that I've been involved in over time um, because, you know, parenting is something that we're all as parents very passionate about and most of us have opinions about how how we go about doing that. So kudos <laughs> to you for having, um, having, yes, worked through all of those challenges because I'm sure they've come up at various times, particularly on more of your social platforms. Yes, definitely. We are, oh, yeah. I've learned so, I, I have to say, over the last 10 years, being a registered nurse who never really knew much about the internet or computers or anything like that, I have learned so much. Um, it's Baptism been an amazing... <laughs> hey? Baptism of fire. <laughs> oh, it was. It was. Because so I literally back... was thrown into it. <laughs> yeah, and when you think back to those early days, what were some of those lessons or what were some of the hardest things about building a community from scratch, particularly if you're learning the skills as you're building? Yeah. Um, what were some of those um, either learnings or challenges that you had in the early days? A lot of the, well, I mean, a lot of the challenges I found were um, whether to, you know, let people have their say, have their opinion without you know, without it blowing into this big World War Three thing online. And, you know, we had a lot of debates um, over the years with things and especially some of the things we've posted. Uh, we've, we have been known to cross the line with quite a few things. We will post some controversial stuff just to stir things up deliberately. Um, but then a lot of the time that's backfired. <laughs> So, you know, there's a, it's been the learning experience of, you know, trying to get that engagement by stirring people up, but then being able to rein it back. And sometimes you can't. And that can be really scary. Um, so, yeah. It's, Do your community been a lot of, give you feedback when they feel yeah, like they've yeah. stepped over the line? Yeah. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, they do. And, um, you know, and there's been times where I've had to pull a post down simply because the backlash has just been so bad. Um, you know, we get messages upon messages and, you know, so, yeah. But I think over the years now that people, especially people who know us and have known us for a while, they know what, they know the stuff that we post and they'll, you know, they'll joke about it. Oh, here we go, stay-at-home mums stirring the pot again you know um so but yeah I, I have learned go, a it's been a rough that. day in Nick's house we can tell yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 because I mean a lot of my moderation style is just you know it's not like you go on Telstra and they're all very structured with their responses and things it's they get me yeah. <laughs> or they occasionally get Jodie because I mean Jodie stays she really likes to write her blogs and she does get on the social media, on, on the Facebook page and the groups occasionally, but she, I think she's quite happy to leave it to me to deal with. 
Um, so yeah, what people get is is me. And if I've had a bad day, they, they will get a serve if, if they've crossed the line, they know. <laughs> Well, that's human and it's authentic and that's definitely what resonates most on social media. So Absolutely, yeah. So when you think about um, the journey of that community, what are some of the strategies apart from deliberately stirring the pot that you've used to activate your community and keep them engaged? Uh, a lot of it is just asking, uh, asking questions or, you know, and finding out what they want to know. I mean, there's, we haven't done it for a while, but especially in the early days when we were building things and we were trying to figure out how we could help people with their problems, it was just straight out asking them. And back, back in those days, we had the luxury of having polls on Facebook pages that sort of doesn't happen you can't use that function anymore but we had polls much like they're having groups so you could say to people well what what would you like to hear from us about what would you like us to post and they would tell us you know we don't like this that you post but we like hearing more about this so yeah it's more just asking people what they want um, being authentic, being honest with people, uh, not yeah, not sugarcoating things. If you stuff up, then admit that you've stuffed up. You know, there's a few times where there might be something I've posted and it has not resonated well or gone down well with the audience. So I'll you know say sorry, guys, missed the mark on that one. Um, you know, we'll try better next time. And people appreciate authenticity and and being honest I think so and trying to collaborate well with and work well with other businesses or other blogs in your industry we did that a lot in the early days when they had competitions we you know there were quite a lot of other pages that contributed to the page and sort of spread they don't do that so much anymore but um yeah just just playing nice with other people and and yeah that sort of stuff, I think, works really well with um, engaging. And do you do anything to measure the return on investment for all of this work that you put into the community or is it something that you kind of have more of an instinctual gut feel about how well it's going? Yeah, it's for me it's it's an instinctual thing now. Like I, I know... I pretty much know our community and our page and our website like the back of my hand you know I close my eyes and I see it all when I <laughs> when I go to sleep at night <laughs> um so it's it's been very much on instinct I'm not a stats person I hate maths I hate reporting all of that stuff I've got to do it like I, I do have to do it for advertisers and brands that we work with and I've got to do all these reports but I just I can't stand it and that's why I'm I call myself a social media manager but honestly I'm I'm much more of a community manager because that's where that's my jam that's what I understand um that's what I love so but people I think if they like a label they don't really know what a community manager is it's starting to to come out more now but they know what a social media manager is so yeah 
One of the things we're looking a lot at at the moment is this concept of ritual recognition and reward. How do those things play out in your community? Do you have any, actually, I saw a post in your uh, Facebook group the other day reflecting back on, was it a wine afternoon? Did you used to do Friday afternoon? Oh, yes. Yeah. Wine or repeatable things have you got in your community that people... Yeah, look, we don't have so much anymore on the Facebook page. I mean, it's probably something we could bring back. Um, but, yeah, it definitely in the group, what I wanted to bring back was some of the little rituals and things that we used to do to build the community and for people to have fun. So, yeah, one of them was wine o'clock chat that we did every, um, I think it was every evening for a while there just, and it was just a, it wasn't a video or anything. It was just a question. So we'd ask, you know, ask people stuff like, um, you know, what, what's something basic, what's for dinner tonight? What are you having for dinner tonight? We'd have hundreds and thousands of comments, people just telling everyone what they're having for dinner. Um, so, but then that we ended up making cool that. on social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, but, but then that sort of became a Friday night thing um, because I was running out of questions to ask people. <laughs> um, so, and then we had, um, we had Jodie loves true crime. Uh, she loves writing about true crime. She loves watching true crime. And it's not really a parenting sort of thing, but she managed to just make it a thing on the website that she wrote about. So we had true, true, crime, true crime Tuesdays. I can't even say that. Uh, so I'd post a true crime article of Jody on Tuesdays and um, people, some people didn't like it. Other people thought it was awesome. So that was okay. That went on for a while. And we also had the late night yummy, which started off originally being because we had so many absolutely gorgeous dessert recipes on our website and so I'd post a late night yummy which would just be one of our yummy dessert recipes but somehow and I had I used to have um, moderators that helped me moderate the page that we employed and and we got together in our moderator group and said oh you know we started talking about all these hot celebrities that we loved and I said oh maybe it shouldn't be desserts maybe we should make it late night yummy and just post pictures of Brad Pitt and um Ryan Gosling and all this so we did and it took off it was huge so that that became a bit of an institution for a while so yeah um we don't do so much of that anymore but I think we probably should yeah I think that um I love that concept of the rituals that naturally emerge in a community yeah. and sometimes they're you know um, done quite manually and you it takes a while to get them going as a community manager but often they yeah. emerge quite organically from within the community as well I can't tell you how valuable the communities were when I was up in the middle of the night feeding babies <laughs> Yes. That was, that was my middle of the night, you know, mum's communities where you at least felt like you weren't the only person in the world that was awake with a, a an unsettled baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Bub Hub was my, when my, not so much when my daughter was a baby, but when my son, who's younger, was a baby, Bub Hub was my forum that I, I met so many wonderful women on there that um and quite a few of them I have not met in real life but there's a few of them I have and it was just such a wonderful community there hmm. so 
So if you were giving advice to a smaller company or a business that wanted to start a community, what would you say to them? Where would you tell them to get started? I'd definitely tell them to get started on Facebook only because, well, that's what I know. Um, and I think still Facebook, even though it's changed a lot, it's still a community, you know, it's, especially for small businesses, it's still pretty good for community. But I would probably also tell them if they, you know, have a way of having a linked group for their VIP customers or, you know, anything like that, to maybe have a page and a group together and just see how that goes. Because sometimes groups take off more than pages. Um, groups, I feel now have evolved definitely to be a lot like the Facebook pages originally were. So, you know, they have that rolling um, news feed in the group of people posting and people helping each other out. So that's why I have a bit of an affinity for the groups now because I feel like they're back to those old days, whereas the Facebook page is more um, just getting your name out there and getting your products out there and more of a sort of an advertising sort of um, format. But you can still build your community on there quite easily. Um, yeah, so I would say start on Facebook and then go for, it, it, it probably depends on your business. Instagram is still good for community as well. Um, Twitter, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. It's kind of in industry, Twitter's good for, you know, yeah. looking for yeah. some big body professional industry, Twitter's good from a community perspective. But yeah, you'll be yeah. pleased to know, and I can't say too much, but as a learning mentor with the Facebook Community Manager Certification, some of the functionality that's coming for communities, at, sorry, for groups on Facebook in terms of building community, if people are not already in there they need to be because there's some pretty exciting functionality coming so yeah yeah but at the right time <laughs> yeah that's awesome because I do think that um yeah groups groups just seem to be for a while they're just a side thing you know but it's it, they I follow I'm in so many groups now it's amazing and and um some of them are very very good you know it's just and a lot of fun there's quite a lot of fun groups so I think groups will probably take over Facebook pretty soon um between well, yeah. pages I think that's an interesting um conversation in and of itself because obviously pages mm. allow people to or businesses to advertise which is what mm. keeps Facebook afloat yeah uh, and they haven't yet monetized Facebook groups not to say mm. that they won't but they haven't yet <laughs> um and so I think it kind of protects that sense of community in groups yeah pages don't in the way that they used to you know it used to be that you knew that if you liked a page you would see their content and you could engage there and there was a sense of community but yes. as we all know with organic reach declining in the way that it has with Facebook pages it's so much harder to build that community because if people are not seeing your content they can't show up and be there that's um, right whereas groups and you know that changes too some days you'll see only group content and other days you won't see any um has their tweak tweaking the algorithm on a and then you'll just see all facebook ads <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes all of us that work with facebook i know have got a love-hate relationship with Facebook yeah. um I'm pleased to say Facebook doesn't get me out of bed in the morning though <laughs> I love that it does you though <laughs> um so Nicole I always like to ask um 
in these interviews and you've just said that you're a part of a lot of online communities. What's your favourite online community apart from the stay-at-home mum community um, and why do you show up there? What do you love about it? Okay. Um, look, I've got a few favourites um, because I, and I love, I love TV series and I love watching, that's my downtime is just binging a good TV show. So I love Netflix and Foxtel and all that sort of thing. It's my guilty pleasure. Um, there's a couple of shows that I absolutely love. One of them is uh, The Last Kingdom. So I'm on a couple of fan groups of that because they're, it's just a brilliant show and I just love it and I've read the books. Well, I'm halfway through reading the series. So I, I'm really invested in the books and the series. And I've, another one is Outlander, which is um, just one of my favourite book series of all time. I feel like the TV show is not quite as good, but it's got Sam Hewen in it, so that's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I like, um, oh, there was another one that I was going to say. And I can't remember what it is. So what do you like about those TV show communities? What is it that you get out of being Look, in those communities? It's it's funny because they don't only just talk about the TV show or the book itself. I mean, and there's a lot of talk about the actors and things in them as well. But you know, especially with the Outlander one, a lot of a lot of people talk about their trips to Scotland and going through the castles and you know whiskey distilleries and how beautiful Scotland is. And I've always wanted to go to Scotland. I haven't been there yet, so that's what I like. You know, seeing and and it's just and people just get to know each other in those groups really well. And yeah, it's just it's not just all about just the TV show it just sort of tangents off to a lot of other things which is really quite good and yeah so and it's just in a bit of an escape from <clears throat> from reality and from work for me because Facebook's very it's work pretty much for me so if I can be on something on Facebook that's a little bit different and something more fun that I like um, you know it's it, yeah, it, it's just it just makes it a bit nicer place to be for me than than just having work all the time. And do you get inspiration from those communities for your own community at times? Yeah, I do. I do. I um I do a lot of I don't steal ideas, but I do get a lot of inspiration and and tips and like oh they're doing that that's really cool I might try that and see what it you know see what happens and yeah so and I also there's a few things that some some group admins do that I think um yeah no I won't do that on my group because I don't like that so yeah I do I do a fair bit of my research <laughs> yes well being I think sometimes us community managers can be more lurkers than engagers mm -hmm. like I find it quite interesting um, that if you're managing community and working with community all day, every day, then we're not always the best that show up in other people's communities. But I agree. I mean, I learn an enormous amount from the other communities that I'm in and particularly the ones that are not business um, yeah. associated. I can often go, oh, there's a business context in there. I'm yeah, gonna, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to test that. What about business groups? So, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that you could draw a lot of analogies from TV because I'm actually not in any TV series community. Oh, okay. So as you say that, I'm thinking, yep, no, I'm not actually in any of them. So I may yeah. may have to go 
go on the hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm in a lot of heaps of business ones as well. Um, but yeah, I, I tend to sort of go for other ones just because they're a bit of light relief and it's just fun and it's I don't have to think about work. <laughs> Hear you on that one. Although mm. most of the time when I'm watching television, I'm on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really just scroll. <laughs> yeah. That's great. So, Nick, is there anything else you'd like to share in terms of strategies or things you've found useful over time um, as we start to wrap up? Oh, look, I think the main message that I want to give to people when they're, especially when they're starting out with their business Facebook pages is... Um, I just want to say it's it's unfortunately in this day and age it's you're not going to be able to grow your page to thousands and thousands of fans in you know a couple of weeks it's not going to happen it takes a lot of dedication it takes work uh it takes um time <laughs> yeah sometimes I mean but you can you can start off pretty well organically but yes eventually you will have to invest in Facebook ads to just get yourself out there um but and then you don't feelings that you hit that you yeah often need yeah. to I agree yeah that's right what you can still do organically um, yeah for sure but yeah and just just don't give up on it because I think Facebook is still very even though it can be frustrating and it can be um you know with the algorithms and everything else that goes on it can be quite frustrating at times it can still be rewarding and it can still help your business get out there because I know that a lot of people uh you know if they want to look for a business they will look on Google and they will also search on Facebook for, for a business so you've got to kind of be on there but yeah be authentic be yourself show your face people want that that's that's my that's my tip yeah that's great thank you so much Nicole for being with me here today where can people find you or where's the best place for people to look well if, if you want to have a look at stay at home mum we're at um stayathomemum.com.au and our facebook page is just stay at home mum and we've got the samily uh which is s-a-h-m-i-l-y group on um facebook and tenacious digital you can find us if you're looking for um, some social media coaching or website design or anything sort of digital we can we can help you that's at tenaciousdigital.com.au and we're on Facebook and Instagram there as well great and we'll include all of those links in our show notes too awesome thanks so much for being here today Nick no worries Kate thank you very much for asking me thank you for joining us on the social lights podcast produced by social mediology you can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.